Welcome back, listeners. I'm Sam. I'm Mary. What's up? <laughs> and this is Fall Risk. All right. Hey, guys, here we are at Fall Risk once again, where we talk about anything and everything skydiving. On today's episode, we've got the one and only Mary Dahlman. Mary, how are you doing? Um, yes. (laughs) Cool. Is this the standard answer? And the longer answer is, uh, I'm I'm up, I'm out of bed, I put on clean underwear today. There you go. You're already at a great start. Oh, yeah. You've got so much of your day left, too, like, to... For shenanigans as well, you know. Um, it's where, 2 p.m. Where are you recording from? I Right now, I am in the parking lot of Skydive Arizona. Nice. Nice. How's Arizona? How's that, how's that treating you? Um, It's it's cold in the mornings. <laughs> like, I'm not, I mean, I can't complain about the cold cold, but like it gets down into like the 30s. So mm-hmm. pretty cold. Pretty cold. A bit, yeah. a bit chilly. <laughs> you're 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 doing something right so keep doing you um well it's great to hear that things are going well down there i mean is there any new information about like life stuff or you know like just just having a ball doing your thing doing doing my thing um go and see my brother do skydiving i'm doing a, a good chunk of shit in the tunnel um hanging out with cats Nice. Sounds eating like a, eating, a, ooh, eating a lot of goldfish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fun, fun fact: the uh, goldfish colors are the uh, same price as the regular goldfish. Okay. The ones that are like all one color. So okay. why not spice up your life and get the ones with colors? There you go. Right. What a nice little tidbit. The more you learn, mm-hmm. right? Well, good. It's great to hear that you're doing well. Um, are you ready to get into? Skydiving talk. Sure. Let's make yeah. it happen. Cool. All right. So just to start, uh, give me a brief rundown of like your credentials. Like what, how many jumps have you had? When, or how, how many jumps do you have? Uh, where did you start skydiving? Um, you know, when did you start skydiving the works? Um, seven seventy six is my jump number. You're funny. I know, like I, I'm ready. Like, like I'm, I'm close to 800. No, I've got 776. Um, okay. I started at Skydive Milwaukee out in East Troy. Um, it was, it was good. Um, August 2012 took me about 20 days to get my license. That's and then I had, I had, uh, I had a good number by the end of that season, and then. I had a fair few seasons where I had 20 jumps, 15 jumps. <laughs> uh, and then I, you know, dropped some dead weight and moved to the cities and 2020 being what it was with COVID and bullshit and me spending every third weekend up in Bayfield with my mom, I still got 160 jumps. That's pretty cool. So, yep. Cool. So then a large chunk of the jumps that you put on have been in the last few years, huh? Yeah, the last yeah, 2021, 22. Um, so you started in Milwaukee. Yep. And you made the switch over over here. Uh what was Milwaukee like before before you moved over here? 
I've never I mean, been, so I'm curious. It's small. It's a club. Okay. Um, we got a got a pack, seven fifty, and then they fly the baby Cessnas in the winter. So it's all all year round, as so long as the weather is good and, and you want to jump out of a Cessna in the snow. <laughs> um, I yeah, it's a lot of small. There's a I mean, you could do pretty much every discipline that they do there, and of course, tandems keep the plane flying. Okay. All right, cool. Um, do you have any instructor ratings? No. <laughs> that sounded like a resounding like no. No, I don't. Uh, I once went through the coach course and okay. then didn't submit my paperwork. <laughs> um, and that's that. Um, okay. been no. thinking of been thinking about it going okay. forward, right? But I don't want to do tandems. Um. And it's mostly because I um I don't want to be that involved with that many strangers on a daily basis. That is totally fair. <laughs> and like I if I get a rating, it's probably gonna be AFF. Okay. Um just because I do I love I love playing with baby skydivers. Mm -hmm. I love it. Um and just being able to be with them for like the whole day and do all the teaching, like that does appeal to me, but it's not in the cards in the near future. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get into it later about why that's mm -hmm. not in the near future. But, uh, yep. but yeah, uh, that's totally fair about the tandem rating. I get it. That's the, <laughs> the big drawback for me, I think, <laughs> is that sometimes you just don't want to deal with people and then you have to, you know, you have to suck it up yep. and deal with it. So I, I hear you. I feel you. Uh, what do you do outside of skydiving for work, if I may ask? Black magic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm a I'm a software engineer. Okay. How long have you been doing that for? Uh that's what I got my degree in. Oh, so cool. I graduated 2011 from a, a tiny college in Iowa. Nice. Long time mm -hmm. then, huh? Jumped right in. Do you okay, so I ask this of every person that I've ever met in in <laughs> like in this in this field. Do you know how to hack into computers? Uh that is not what I do. Okay. <laughs> there are there are people who do that. Like that yeah. is what they specialize in. And so people who are in part of like cybersecurity or data security or just mm -hmm. like security security, like they they are the ones who know how to protect, but then in order to be able to protect, you have to know how to break to get in. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't. Um, okay. I do. Uh, so right now we're doing a lot of like front end development, but we're also building out the technical shit. We're building <laughs> websites, and our websites go and ask other places for information. And when we get that, we display it in fun colors. Okay, all right, that's fair. Uh, that was a total woofo question on my part, like in terms of. <laughs> If we flip-flopped it, that would be what a total mm -hmm. noob uh, asked you that question, asked that. <laughs> so sorry, sorry about that. As soon as it left my mouth, I was like, mm, 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 mm. <laughs> no. I don't, I don't do, I don't do security. I don't do hardware. So people are like, can you fix my computer? It's making a noise. No. Yeah. I ask somebody else to do that. There's maintenance people who like to do that. That's uh -huh. not me. Okay. All right. Good to know. Good to know. Keep that in the back of your mind, guys. All right. Uh, so how did you get into jumping um, in Milwaukee? What was the motivation there? Um, well, that goes back to like, we're going to get right into the where's my first jump. 
Yeah. Uh, so I interned at IBM um, my just before my senior year of college. Okay. And being there were, you know, the ratio of men to women in software is much like the ratio to men to women in, in skydiving. So a bunch of the accounting interns, all of these dudes invited a bunch of the women to go, you know, let's go do a tandem. And I'm pretty sure they invited all the women so that when the women chickened out, because they were banking on the women chickening out, they would have also an excuse to chicken out. Mm. Didn't. Um, We actually, from Rochester, Minnesota, in 2010, ended up at uh in wasota oh wow yep wow do not remember my first tandem instructor don't remember (laughs) most of that jump at all uh didn't tell my mom about it until six weeks later because in the previous two and a half weeks to that happening one of my childhood friends like family very close very close friends uh died in a single plane a single engine plane crash over to glacier national i'm sorry yeah it was it was fucking rough and so you know i already put the deposit down on the skydiving and i'm like fierce gotta do it um so yeah didn't tell my mom until much later Mm -hmm. (laughs) because she would have done things Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um but then uh so yeah i don't remember most of it i remember getting down and i have a picture of me right after on the ground and i like am glowing (laughs) i knew then that this was going to be a thing but i also knew i didn't have the cash basically for it so the i took ended up taking three tandems so the the next year right after i got my first big kid job um as team bonding we're like we're gonna go skydive and so we did tandems out of uh, Skydive Midwest. And what I remember about that one is it was a King Air. I was wearing short shorts and a t-shirt that was not thick enough. <laughs> and somehow I was the first one to go for a group. And we ended up, we're sitting in the door, like literally sitting in the door. Mm-hmm. We're doing a go around. Oh, no. Well, uh oh why why like that that is Uh, i don't know i couldn't tell you this was this was you know 12 years ago um and then uh the next summer so 2012 i had a friend that was taking aff and he's like come on do a tandem while i do some aff and it was great we did and but i just remember like mid free fall what why am i not doing this on my own yeah yeah uh signed up for aff that day got in and that was that like did aff did jump one did jump two came back sunday morning did four more nice and and then here's another thing that trips people out i packed for myself jump two on sunday flat packing right nope actual pro pack like real pro pack okay all right like the the you know the they actually taught me how to really pack they they i mean yes for my first 50 jumps most all my jumps on rental gear i i did the pro pack but yeah jump four solo jump four 
I nice. packed for myself. And then every nice. jump that I could pack for myself, I did. Oh, ballsy. I like that. Woo. Full send, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm here for it. Full send. <laughs> How long did it take you to learn to pack for that? Um, Or did they do it step by step with you? We did it step by step. So my first, I took my, my first jump on Sunday was like load two. Uh-huh. But my second, because there were all the, there were other AFF and like other coach students and other people who needed instructors. I had some downtime, I think uh, three or four hours. Uh-huh. I I packed, um, I packed some smaller canopies first. Like I packed, practiced on okay 90s and or like 96s and whatever whatever yeah. it was and then i did several um student gear so like a 240 uh-huh. yeah and like by the time i had packed that the student gear like three times okay. they're like you'll be fine nice that was my next question i was like well did you do it the first time or did no, you practice, no. a little, practice a little i spent several hours like a couple hours like right. on the ground doing it over very close supervision nice cool Good for you. That's ballsy. Wow. All right. At what point did you make the switch though to flat packing? Because I know you flat pack for a, for a long time too. When oh I if I if my canopy has tabs I still do. Um. <laughs> uh. When I was because I'm what five seven and I've got a minus eight factor so my arms are really short for my body. <laughs> um. I was packing a a, a, a Raider two twenty. Mm-hmm. and it was difficult yeah like it was just so much mm-hmm. and i just couldn't and so raven was like let me show you a better way nice. and now yeah and it's just, it was it's always been that was always easier with how big that was and yeah. then even getting like crispier canopies it's for me it's easier to pack a crispy canopy that way totally fair totally fair cool um do you remember what the very first aff jump was like do you remember bits and pieces is there anything that sticks out um yeah other people like the other other uh students in the plane were like are you ready to skydive yes and i'm like (laughs) let's go um (laughs) and then I do, I do remember in the door, okay, do the, you know, the foot, the foot, the hand, the hand, the whatever, up, down, arch. And I definitely went up, down, roll. (laughs) And I didn't feel it at the time, but definitely later, uh, I had a nice handprint bruise on my left upper arm. Yeah, because my reserve side, he was just like, I just, honk, yeah, grabbed on. Yep. Yeah, when you left the plane. Yeah, yeah, and sure. right as like it, like up, down. I'm not arching. <sighs> yeah, just latched on. Yep. Okay. All right. What That's about thing, yeah. What about the rest of the jump? Do you remember anything? Or is um, it kind of a blur? I remember most of it. Okay. Uh, mostly because I had done those tandems, right? Mm-hmm. Like I had, I had some. That first tandem, there was nothing. That second tandem, I'm like, okay, all right, we're doing the, we're doing the thing. I can look down. I can look out. I can like see stuff. And that third one, I'm like, mm-hmm. so by the time I hit that, especially since my that third tandem was like three weeks yeah. prior, uh-huh. I was like, okay, yeah looking around doing the thing looking at the people doing the doing the touches mm-hmm. 
this is I can do this cool cool how was your how was your first landing was it good um I did a I did a pretty decent PLF nice nice because in our AFF course like the instead of just like do the thing when you fall over she actually had us up on chairs with helmets mm-hmm. on yeah and like jumped and rolled yeah, yeah. I think I, I went through like an accelerated uh free fall, like an accelerated accelerated mm-hmm. free fall because I was already working there. Um <laughs> and so like I don't think I was ever shown a PLF if I remember right. So I was I think my very first AFF jump I flared, but then I just picked my feet up as if I was doing a tandem, uh-huh. you know, and like just like thunk right into my onto my butt. I think there's a video of it someplace and you can hear everybody in the video go, oh <laughs> <laughs> All right, landings, landings. All right, it's gotten a lot better since then, yeah. Mm-hmm. Good, good, good. <laughs> Me too. Woo. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Uh, what are you currently rocking in terms of a wing? Like, what's your jump in these days? Um. So the my main my main rig has a saber two one twenty that is the color of old mustard, mm. and my uh my turn rig has a saber two one thirty five that is a purple and dark teal cool uh how do you like him i mean i since the raider i've only had saber twos i have a crossfire 3 119 in a plastic bag in my closet but i don't want to put it on in the desert that is fair that's okay so next season looking at next so yeah and when i get back to the midwest it's probably gonna be it'll be then um And but we'll yeah we'll see either I'll put it on or I'll just be like I'm just gonna get a saber three instead. <laughs> I pro- and at the moment at the moment I'm pro- like I'm leaning towards the saber three. Okay, all right. To to be fair, I've never jumped a saber three, but I've heard that they're kind of similar in, in a lot yeah. of ways. So that's what everyone has said, and like what I what I hear though is is more of a. If you want to get into like the starting of the swooping, you should mm-hmm. switch over to the crossfire. Mm-hmm. But I don't care. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. So I'm I'm probably gonna go with the saber three. That's okay. That's cool. Um, sweet, sweet. I'm excited. I'm excited for next season then for you. Yeah, it's gonna be good. Um, what do you like to do outside of skydiving and flying? What kind of hobbies are you into? Um. I knit like a maniac. Yeah. I'm always knitting. Um, not to toot my own horn, but toot toot. Uh, <laughs> I am better. I am a better knitter than probably 95 percent of the people you know. I I think that's probably a fair assessment. I've seen you go to town. Um, it is quite remarkable carrying on a conversation where you have full direct eye contact and you're still knitting. Like <laughs> your hands are just going to town, and uh, that's like not to not to like really really like i mean i don't know you tell me if this is kind of a weird statement uh this is like grandma level like knitting where they knit and they're not even paying attention because they've been doing it for like you mm-hmm. know 50 years like it's pretty it is pretty impressive guys if you ever get a shot or if you ever see it like well, it's probably I, true uh, I, uh, I started when i was eight Dang. and then and then I did live in Norway for a year, and the school I went to, the line specifically that I studied, was all like textiles and handicrafts and design and shit like that. So I 
did a lot of spinning and a lot of knitting and weaving and 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 I okay. I don't think I have them nearby but I do have several sheepskins one of which I did in fact help uh slaughter myself wow wow you do it all you do the whole process yep oh okay. that was part of it like we had to learn from from yeah. from here to there like, yeah to appreciate so I assume you probably have your own, I mean, you said spinning, so you probably have uh, uh, a lot of experience in like making the yarn yourself and making yeah, the actual fiber, I have a, right? My my wheel is actually right next to me. Okay. I have a question for you. So. Yes, I can spin his hair. Okay. <laughs> I didn't even have to say it. I just looked at him. Um, uh, it is it's, beautiful white. Like that's why that's why I bring it out or say it is because when he gets combed and he blows out, like he mm -hmm. has like pure white fur. So I was just curious, like how long are the fibers? Like how um, many? Maybe like like two inches, maybe like like not super long. He's a short haired. I mean, he's a short haired yeah. dog, but it's like silky smooth, like silky soft when it comes out. So I was just that's, curious. That's like... more difficult. So the okay. shorter, the shorter the fiber, it's more difficult. The longer the fiber, because it then has more opportunity to wrap around itself uh -huh. and others. So the longer the fiber, the easier. Um, and the coarser is a coarse fiber also makes it a little bit easier. Mm -hmm. Uh, so it, if I did it, it would likely um blend it with uh. I've got some really nice black alpaca. Maybe we'll get into some shenanigans. <laughs> Should start saving it now. <laughs> uh, yeah. Who, who am I kidding? He like we could we could probably just keep combing him and still get yeah. still get like a stupid amount. Um, all right, cool. Shenanigans. I'm gonna include all that. That's gonna be great. All right. <laughs> uh let's get a little bit more into like some generic, some kind of generic questions about skydiving. Like, what's mm -hmm. your favorite thing about jumping? Why do you continue to do it? Uh, my mental health it That's is fair. such such a boost it's um i need to exercise more in general but like the 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 type of skydiving i do definitely lends itself to cardio yeah um it lends itself also to thinking like oh, there's a lot of thought that goes into it i mean people make fun of the belly jumpers on the plane that are like going through the motions yeah. doing dirt diving in their heads doing but, the dance it's so like you have to if mm -hmm. you want to if you want to perform you got to know what you're doing and it has Vis to become second nature yeah visualizing is a big deal but uh, a lot of my mental health um that the visualizing that like focus that very much on the ground so like if we're just gonna do one jump at a time you know it's the half an hour before of here's what we're doing here's you know where we're going to walk through it we're going to walk mm -hmm. through it we're going to walk through it we're going to you know creep it out we're going to walk through it and then that 20 minutes on the plane is a gotta focus mm -hmm. and then while you're doing it that minute is you don't think you just mm -hmm. have to go and then once you get into under canopy it's so peaceful right like you're just yeah. chilling you're just flying you but then you but you still have to safety keep yourself mm -hmm. safe keep the people around you safe so you're very much aware and then you land uh maybe you go to the bathroom make sure you drink water and you do it again yeah and you debrief so, too so you're, you're mm -hmm. focusing on yeah yeah i get it yeah. um it occupies your time especially when you're stressing out in other other areas of your life you know and it's yeah. one of those things that like you can't not devote most of your attention or if not all of your attention to while mm -hmm. you're doing it so 
it definitely is like can be that reprieve the reprieve that people need when they're when they're being stressed yep. out in other areas yeah and then here goes the Debbie downer um ah. uh, right after i mean literally right after my mom died mm-hmm. i was i was back at twin cities like yeah. it was saturday night and by by monday morning my brother and i were like we can't be here anymore mm-hmm. uh so he went and booped about the the cities and like went to rei and shit and i went skydiving i mean it's it's your people are there you know mm-hmm. like your your people are there the people that will kind of like be there for for whatever for whatever reason you know um they're there to help they're there to support yep. uh all that stuff oh the support that i got the lead even just leading up to that like i was i was at the drop zone when she called and said it's the cancer and i was at the drop zone when she called and said i'm doing the thing with the the hospice and i was at the drop zone when i got the text that's like paperwork's finished mm-hmm. and like i was so taken care of mm-hmm. i was so loved this community is something else sometimes you know like for the most part we're all just these idiots that are running around with our like chickens with our heads cut off you know and we're just joining the circus and being crazy and living the dream but then when it comes down to it like they this community is capable of some pretty remarkable you know feats uh what's your least favorite thing about this sport egos yeah do you um, want to elaborate or no i i feel like uh people understand yeah. just by that even people in the sport no exactly people out of the sport um just think about anything that you like to do there's that douche canoe yep i feel you all right we'll leave it there of all the places that you've ever been to skydive where's your favorite place to fly um in the sky (laughs) (laughs) geographically um two miles above the planet you're funny i know i'm the funniest person i know so this is where people can't see this, but I like to give myself high fives. I saw it, um, so. I don't I don't know that I have a very specific place. Like, uh-huh. I, last year I went to 10 different drop zones. And they all have their quirks. They all mm-hmm. have their people. They all have their ups. They all have their downs. So then this next question might be kind of moot. Like, if you could go anywhere in the world to skydive, for whatever reason, where would it be? Um, I do want to check out Dubai at some point. Okay. Um, I do want to do Australia, New Zealand. Right. Um, but a lot of that is tied into, I have a life goal of, I want to visit every continent in a 12 month span. Oh, okay. Right. Like yeah. that's a, that's a lofty goal. Yeah. But if I can do it, that'd be awesome. And if I could do it skydiving, that'd be yeah. so sick. I think you could do that. Like, I th- I think it's just, I guess it depends on how much of each continent you want to see, you know? Like, I think right. you could do that, though. Antarctica, not so much. Yeah. There's there's a lot of... Yeah, maybe. Yeah. There's a lot of red tape there. Okay. Interesting. What if you did that first and then did the rest of them after the fact? Mm. It's, I mean, yeah, but like the, the, the red tape just to get to Antarctica. Yeah. Without skydiving, mm-hmm. there's still a lot. Like there are, com- there, there are 
commercial cruises that you can take, but they are expensive. Mm -hmm. And then there are, like, you can get down there to be part of science, like uh, Ranger Steve. So my mom's boyfriend, Ranger Steve, right? Mm -hmm. He did two two tours uh, on the on the ice flats looking for meteorites. Okay. But just, like, the red tape for that. Yeah. There's a lot. I don't know that I'd, be, like, it'd be able to... So, like, if I'm going to do the, the skydiving, I'm going to I'm gonna say I'm going to get to all seven continents, but I will be okay if I only skydive on six. All right. That's fair. That's... I mean, I did not think about Antarctica there. I thought more about, like, Asia and Europe and, you know... Like, mm -hmm. but uh, yeah. Now that you say it, I suppose I suppose there's probably there's a lot of lead up that has to happen to that particular area of the world. Mm -hmm. Huh. Well, good luck. Hope it happens. Big big uh bucket list item. Big goals. Full <laughs> send. Making it happen. I like it. Uh, what do you like to do the most in skydiving? What's your favorite discipline? Uh, FS four way. Okay why the thought that goes into it the, okay. the 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 you know it's a small team it's uh it's five people that spend a lot of time together because four-way teams are five people mm. eight-way teams are nine people your videographer is a person come on they exist <laughs> no, they don't just they just <laughs> they don't poof out from nowhere they exist they are part of the team come on you heard um, it here first. <laughs> um, I, I, I love four-way. And, like, that goes back to, like, the keeping your mind off of shit. Like, you have to focus. You have to focus. Um, I mean, maybe someday I, I try VFS. That's down the road. Okay. Uh, but belly four-way. Okay. Just, yep. Cool, cool. Uh, all right. So, when did you start competing in, or when not competing? When did you start doing four way, like to the point where it became like a a thing for you? Um. So I did even even when I was in Milwaukee, not doing as many jumps as I would have liked. I was doing all ballet. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of two, three, four, five, six um every every other thursday they have old man skydiving league where <laughs> the dudes come out and they they are really inclusive and they were like we're gonna make this work so like i had 150 jumps and i'm yeah. doing 12 ways with these old dudes and they put you in a slot where you are set up to succeed because uh -huh. they want their jumps to work they're yeah. not gonna put this new kid just like doing like they're not gonna they're not gonna give the hundred jump wonder an outface on a twelve way, um, but yeah, so did a lot of four way there. Um, we we there there were attempts to make four way teams to compete Pete in the Midwest Skydiving League, mm -hmm. but uh, the the big thing with teams is scheduling and persons and time and all that. But mm -hmm. then getting getting to the Twin Cities, I just sort of fell in with the, the belly kids, right? So, mm -hmm. you know, I have uh I'd have to I'd have to do the the, the calculator, uh, but now I want to do it. So like okay. uh in 20 uh 2020, I got what let's let's say 160, and then 2021 I got 180, and then uh my my 
total jumps in 2022 are about 200. So like in the last three years, I've gotten over 500 jumps. Uh-huh. Um, I want to, so the ones that happened like series four way, I want to say 90, 90% of them were with Brian Nassett. Nice. <laughs> um, did a lot with Charlie, did a lot with Dan, mm-hmm. uh, Kayevsky. Um, Kayevsky. <laughs> That's right. And I can say your name, Daniel. Yeah. Um, and then uh, and then Ryan Weeks just sort of I we got lucky. Yeah. Ryan, I fucking love you. Like <laughs> if you're listening. If you're listening, <laughs> Boo Bear. She's uh, doing the heart on her chest, Ryan. It's somewhat that's the feels. <laughs> yeah. I so 2021, um, like we were me, Dan, and Brian, and then we were, you know, Charlie was an option, uh, but she definitely does the Renaissance Festival, which uh-huh. kind of by by nature excludes her from nationals because that's September, October, mm-hmm. and nationals are always September or October. Yep. Um, so it was me, it was me, Brian, and, and Dan, and I was like, well, we need a fourth and all of this stuff, and Ryan was out for something. He goes, well, I have an eight-week training at paraclete this weekend if you guys can come out we'll do some four-way we'll see what's up we can make a decision after that uh-huh. uh and so we did and everyone we were telling people at twin cities about it and like everyone's like you're never gonna survive because the three of us were gonna do you know 15 minutes on friday but then like an hour of or like 45 minutes of four-way on on saturday or and then we each did an hour with jen davidson and then we did a little more time and everyone was just like you're never gonna survive that's so much work you're gonna be exhausted and then we were just like suck it brah we made yeah. it work yeah. and then we made it work we had what two and a half months of training as as a team we went to nationals in intermediate placed we tied points wise uh for ninth which I'm gonna say is pretty damn good for a, yeah. a two and two and a half month team. Oh yeah, we got. I wanna. Or I was just talking. I literally was just talking to Dan about this. Um, oh, where is it? We got something like forty five team jumps um, okay. in twenty twenty one, and then we got uh sixty one team jumps before nationals in twenty twenty two was not what we wanted but the weather basically but then yeah so ryan was with us and we did decent and then over the over the winter we spent a bunch of time doing tunnel and eventually ryan's just like life happened with him as well and he's like yeah I'll, i'll i'll fly with you guys for another year and we fucking hit it hard Mm -hmm. like we went for it and we ended up in second and intermediate nice yes 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 we, i remember the day a, we put a lot of work in it helped that all of us were in the same spot mm-hmm. um geographically like that definitely helps with the team so we were able to get 15 20 30 minutes as a team almost every week at the mm-hmm. tunnel even even during jumping season like over the winter yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so we put in a lot of tunnel time together yep you guys you guys really like went hard and like full mm-hmm. send like through through everything you guys had at it i i remember i remember um so at 
was there like a moment where that started for you guys where you're like, we're doing it. Like we're going to, we're just going to do it. We're just going to try it. Or was it more of like a, let's give it a shot. Let's see how it goes. Like in 2021, where did the inspiration come from? Or was it more of it like a natural evolution uh, of a team? Um, I think it's just sort of, I think it just sort of happened. Um, there might be some haze in the memory there, yeah. but Brian and I had been talking about it for a minute. Like we, we, we almost talked about it for 2020 and then that was never going to happen because mm-hmm. like we didn't like even think about it until never because then mm-hmm. it didn't happen like nationals didn't actually happen mm-hmm. um and then we get got to 2021 and we're like we could do this and like the uh, uspa did um a pilot of the beginner class and Brian definitely goes, I don't want to travel all that way and spend all that money to be a beginner class team. Like mm-hmm. if we're gonna go, we're gonna we're gonna do at least intermediate. And we did. Mm-hmm. And so like he and I were ready. I think he and I were on board first. Um, and then Dan came in and uh Charlie was in and out, and then Max maybe, and this and that, you know, all of these, mm-hmm. like how do we make it happen? But I think Brian and I were in from the start. Cool. Um and then Dan was in and then as soon as Ryan Weeks was like come and do this camp we'll see what's up the three of us were just yes it's gonna work (laughs) cool 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 all right uh so you talked a little bit here about what the like how how much you guys have thrown at all this like in the last Mm -hmm. two years um but what has the training bed like like the level of commitment like the um the thought process behind it like what are the what, what's just the training like in a nutshell besides just time amounts um it is commitment it's mm-hmm. commitment to uh to the training to mm-hmm. the time you have to put in but also you're you're making a commitment to these other people mm-hmm. and like in the formation there's four of you and so like obviously camera doesn't generally doesn't come to the tunnel with you mm-hmm. because what they're gonna do run the gopro mm-hmm. from outside i don't know <laughs> uh but it is it's it's a whole thing like we talked about it and it's like all right tuesday nights we are gonna go do tunnel on tuesday nights uh-huh. we're gonna try to get 15 minutes if we can get half an hour on days where we have time to do half an hour mm-hmm. we're let's do it like let's go um planning out things ahead of time um mm-hmm. which weekends are we going to train at twin cities which weekends uh do are we going to be able to go to midwest or chicago or wherever else like uh it's nice to tra- go train at midwest in chicago they both have otters mm-hmm. uh, which is what we use for competition the door's bigger the jump runs you know it's it's just it's a different plane it's a different feeling but it is mm-hmm. what you use for a competition so it's nice to be able to train out mm-hmm. of the competition plane um but yeah a lot it's a lot of it is you got to realize that's a big time commitment it's mm-hmm. also a big uh money commitment mm-hmm. um because you're you know you're paying for your own jumps you're paying if you're, you're doing turns you're paying for your pack jobs then you're also paying for your videographer Mm-hmm. and you're their pack jobs and then you gotta if you're gonna travel you're paying for you know maybe gas but also maybe plane tickets and hotels and like it it adds up 
So there's, there's a big time commitment. There's a big money commitment, but then you also need to think about goals. Yeah. Is everybody on the same page? Mm-hmm. Because if, if half the team is like, we're going to go for it. We want to get, you know, 300 jumps this year. We want to do this much tunnel time. We want to get this average. We want to put, you know, place this on the podium. And the other half of the team is like, well, we could do, you know, hundred jumps and that much tunnel time. And I, you know, it'd be great if we just did this and this and like, there's a, there's a disparity there. Um, so you need to find the people who have the same goals, who yeah. want the same things. Mm-hmm. So like, I know, like, I think, so some of us had like a point average that we wanted for 2021. Some of us had, you know, this, I think my so I, I've set up like my goals for 2021 when we first started where um, placing in the top third would be great. We don't mm-hmm. need to podium, but like being in the top third of the competition would be awesome. And by the end of the season, I still want to like you guys and want to fly. With you guys. <laughs> That's kind of a big thing that a lot of people don't realize either. Right? You see that you see that a lot with like friends that go into business with each other and they don't think about how like the friendship is going to change. Mm-hmm. I, I would imagine it's very similar with competition because there's high stakes stresses at an all time high. And then on top of that, like you guys are responsible for calling each other out, you know, on your mistakes. And sometimes that can come pretty loaded. So, yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, but like for four way, we had Ryan who was basic, like year one was basically our player coach and yep. year two definitely did a lot of coaching still. And, uh, but we, Dan and I put so much effort in and Brian put in a lot as well, but like Dan and I knew that we needed to keep like catch up skill wise. Mm-hmm. So we just fucking went for it. Um, we did, so we did two, the three on one camp. So Dan, Brian, and I uh, went down to Arizona and flew with Joey and Chris from Airspeed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Dan and I came down for another camp where we did two on two, except Dan and I are peace partners. So we flew separately. We each had another uh, amateur flyer with us as mm-hmm. someone so that we could fly with. So we were in the tunnel with ourselves, Joey and Chris, and another flyer. Yeah. Um, and he, he and I flew separately. But that, that was crucial as well mm-hmm. um so there was a there was a lot of that but it I'd say if you're gonna if you're gonna get it like yeah you gotta understand that you're gonna call people out and you're gonna yeah. get called out as well yep. like you have to as much as you can give you have to be able to take yep um having a player coach was great for your one and then for you know having an outside coach is always great because mm-hmm. they're going to see things that you can't and don't, and they're going to be able to say things mm-hmm. that you can't or yeah. won't. Yep. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's a huge time commitment, huge money mm-hmm. commitment, mental, mentally, like very much a, a thing that will occupy mm-hmm. all of your waking hours if you let it. Right. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, you kind of live and breathe it, you know, when you go mm-hmm. full, full send and you're like, we want yeah. a podium, we want to do this. Like, it absorbs quite a bit of your time, especially if you're, like you said, if you're not located in an area where you can do a bunch of condensed training, you know, when you have to spread it out through a year because you only have seven months to practice the outdoor half of it. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Are you guys going to do any like indoor competitions or are you going to mostly stick to outdoor stuff? 
so we are the cinnamon roll fight club is no longer <laughs> is no longer a club okay. um brian nassett our outside center got tapped and is with uh um midwest next now um and uh ryan told us that he is going to take the year off from competition okay um Dan is doing a, uh, a an intermediate team with Heather and Max and then uh, Omen from Midwest okay. as well. So the four of them are doing the thing. Um, and then um, I am, um, uh, we just, just finalized this, the thing that we've got a four-way, I've got a, an advanced four-way team for this year. Um, nice. We're not... I don't know, like we were gonna surprise a couple of people because indoor oh. nationals is in a week. It is in two weeks. Actually. Yeah. Um. So Dan and I are actually going to Hell Week. Um, Ooh. Mm-hmm. Um. It's it's not the military Hell Week, but it is. It's going to be intense. It's uh six days of eight way. Oh. Uh, Sunday Monday. So I think Sunday Monday Tuesday and Thursday is seventy five minutes. Wednesday is another 60 minutes and Friday is like 45. Okay. And then the team that you uh, are with through the week, you actually compete at indoors as well. Okay. And then we're doing, so my team, then my four-way team, we were going to, we were going to do indoor nationals as well. All right. Cool. Cool. Talk about, talk a lot about brutal tunnel time. People who tell me I couldn't do three hours in a weekend and here I go, I'm going to go do, I don't know what math is hard eight yeah. hours in a week yeah and then shows- and then and then compete after the fact yeah shows what they know so to uh take it back a little bit um what were some of the things that you struggled with in the last couple of years like uh with four-way stuff like as an individual as an individual and as a team like what were some of the things I don't don't feel like you need to call people out or anything but I'm just curious like what were some of the challenges that you faced um, you know, just on that, on that process, like on that, on that journey, personal things, um, team, team related stuff. I can always be a better team player. I know that. And I've known that for <laughs> my whole life. Um, I can be a better team player. Uh-huh. I mean, honestly, I think everybody could be a better team player. There's no, nobody's perfect. Right. And like, mm-hmm. everyone's going to get snippy every so often, but like, but I am I am actively working on that and my communication skills. Okay. Um, communication definitely is one of the biggest things. Um, so like talking about the the skydiving skills itself, there are everybody can get better. Mm-hmm. I don't know a single person who couldn't improve somewhere. But there's a lot of like yeah, uh, your center point turns could be more on center. Mm-hmm. your you know your 540s your 360s your your this the keys could be quicker mm-hmm. all of that um but then yeah the interpersonal relationships you got to work at it uh i like to say that our team dynamic was bigger yeah it, which i mean doesn't work for everybody it's not it's not an everybody thing mm-hmm. um but there were there were times that you know the hangry happened and mm-hmm. the cranky happened and the you're getting spicy go eat a go eat a granola bar mm-hmm. yeah I hear um, you. there's a lot of that but it's finding the right people i think you a person can fly any slot in the formation you can learn that 
it's about finding the right four people who are able to get along together for that that extended period of time with that much emotional oomph yeah i get you okay that's fair um for so i'm gonna deviate for just a second uh gonna go off on a weird tangent for just a second in terms of communication right um we are so bad at it as like just a species in general Mm -hmm. like we have a million and one ways to say exactly the same thing and we don't even have to just verbally say it i can say it with my eyes i can say it with my body language Mm -hmm. um i can say it with my you know facial expressions uh and this is something like i touch on in dog training in the winter i'm like dogs only have one way to say things so like you have to be super clear and to the point say it the same way every single time so that the dogs understand what it is you're asking them to do right Mm -hmm. um but i also touch on like as a species like human beings suck at this because there's so much room for misinterpretation there's so much room for like um lack of clarity you know Mm -hmm. because there are so many different ways to say exactly the same thing or if your personality is different like it's just it's really difficult so um so like if your personality is different things just don't line up you know the way you communicate is not the same as the way somebody else communicates and then Mm -hmm. there's misinterpretation and there's mistakes made and like miscommunication and and it's like learning to communicate effectively is like one of the hardest things to do I think as human beings because man man that it comes up as an issue in so many areas of life and so many different disciplines in skydiving like my god I think that's yeah. I just think it's funny that that popped up yet again <laughs> there's a there's a reason that over COVID I started expressing my emotions as gifts <laughs> okay what do you mean like uh, because of the whole you know you there's more to language than just yeah. words right the mm-hmm. the body the face the inflection uh-huh um and it's hard so when somebody somebody reads something out loud that you've written uh, that you uh-huh. didn't intend it to be it's hard to like get there so like when someone's like how you doing and you say i'm okay right yeah like you say if you just say i'm okay like they're gonna read like when you read it just i'm okay yeah but like you, you might be like I'm, a, I'm okay yeah okay so so instead of being like that gif where it's just like a thumbs up uh-huh you send a, a gif of a dumpster on fire ah uh, okay i see right. all right so i right. i didn't hear the word the 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 foot this is a so in Josh, there we go. Josh Johnson's, yeah, Josh Johnson's episode, he was talking about beer, but he kept saying bear. So I was oh. like, bear, what the fuck? Like such a weird, okay. All right. Yep. I don't track, but whatever. And it sounded like you said gifts with like a T, oh. like well, you're handing too. me a gift. So I was like, that I too. don't understand. Gifts though, like yes. the actual image file. Got yeah. it. Gifts. G-I-F. Gra- yes. Yes. Okay. That the makes graphic image file. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Got it. Got it. Got it. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. I mean, that's fair. I do. I do express things with gifts as well, with, pre- <laughs> with presents and my presence. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, I was like, head scratching, like, wait, what? Explain that. Yes. I don't, okay. <laughs> All right. Makes way more sense. Got it. Yeah. That's a lot of fun. Um, Searching for the right gifts, you know, which one mm-hmm. accurately describes this? Like, like you said, dumpster fire. Perfect. There's a, there's, there's a couple that I are like go-tos for me. Um. The dumpster on like that. There's that one where it's a dumpster on fire floating down the river. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, there's one where it's like Elmo's hands are up in the air and he's like, <laughs> but there's a big fire behind him. Yeah. Yep. Hail Satan. Um, yep. The there's a couple. Uh, so when when describing um, people who are just trash, there's one where it's like taking a person and you, you can see them being thrown into a garbage. Mm-hmm. Like, yep, because chuck the whole person. Right. Like, it, just get rid of it. Um, there's a there's a couple others, and like the, the different thumbs up ones that you have, or there's a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Also, Shit's Creek. Shit's Creek oh. has a gif for everything. Everything. <laughs> everything. Oh my god, I gotta go back and watch that again. It's been so long since I've, I've watched any of these episodes. They're so good, and I feel like David on a regular basis. I just feel like that's my mood, or like the, the inner voice, you know? Like in the back mm-hmm. of my mind, while something else is playing out in front of me, I have that internal monologue. I just do not have the balls to say it out loud at all. And like, so some of them even don't even have words to them. They're just like David's face. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Shit's Creek, man. Shit's Creek. All right. (laughs) Moving on. Moving on. We're getting way off, way off the rails. So how does it feel having had such a huge, having such a huge momentous like victory, you know, for your team after all that work and effort and stuff? Like, how does it feel for you? What do you... Um, it's been a little while, but since it happened, but like, how's it feel? I'm still really proud of where we were and where we came from. I recently found a video, actually footage, a video. like the real footage of, okay. um, of uh, my first tunnel camp and watching it watching us, and then going and watching our footage from like our last tunnel camp as a team. Uh-huh. Oh, fuck. We came so far <laughs> so far like and watching the uh, some of the footage from our first uh four-way stuff in paraclete with the four mm. of us like this the cinnamon rolls like watching that versus now watching our footage from nationals 2021 versus nationals 2022 man we put in the effort and it showed like we nice. Like we stuck at it. Like we we did a lot. We put a lot of time and a lot of money and a lot of mental strength into learning. I mean, man, it was. This is just from an outsider's perspective. I had no idea that really what went into you know the training. I have no idea like how much money and time and uh you know mental turmoil you spent on this. But I know that you guys were super serious about it, and I know how intense you guys were being just as like in a general sense and um being at the drop zone checking in every other load on the results while you guys were at nationals was such a oh it was Mm -hmm. so there was so much anticipation involved in it and it was it wasn't just me there was a handful of other people that were like where are they like what how they how they do on their last round what was going on you know and checking in with you guys at night about Mm-hmm. Uh, with like Dan and Heather about how things were going for each yeah. uh, for for their individual teams, like it was exciting and crazy. And then we found out you guys nailed it and got where you wanted to go, and it was like fuck yes, mm-hmm. so fucking proud of you guys for yeah. throwing so much of your time and energy and at, at something like this, and then full on succeeding and getting where you wanted to go, and like ugh. I can only imagine how proud you guys are and how yeah. How exciting that was so 
I, um, my metal, it's a, I ended up putting it in my toiletry bag uh, (laughs) like that night and I just, it hasn't left. So it's, (laughs) it's traveled with me quite a bit over this winter already. So it's sitting next to your shampoo and conditioner or. Yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Like it's Uh, just a chunk of metal on a little, on a, on a ribbon, but like, it's uh just, there it is. It's exciting. Um, what are your competition goals moving forward? You know, I know you talked a little bit, you touched a little bit on how you have another team set up already, but Mm -hmm. what is, what's the new goal, you know, for this next summer, for this next year? Um, so I, so the four, for the four-way team, we actually did talk about this and like, um, we're not gonna, I don't think we're gonna pro DM. Like, I don't want to not say that, but like, you know, we're, this is a, we're, this is a first year team. Um, it's, it's rare that first year teams win our Uh podium just because especially at the higher levels, it's a, um, year one feels like a get to know you. Uh-huh. And year two is more of a, all right, cool. This is how we fly together. Yep. Um, so a lot, I want to learn. I want to fly. I want to get better. I just want to spend more time flying. I just want to spend more time in the air. Like mm-hmm. that's what I want. Like I'm that's yeah. I want to fly. Okay. Like I want to learn. I want to get better as an individual flyer. I want to get better as um, like, you know, as part of my piece, I want to mm-hmm. get better as a team. Okay. Um, lots of learning lots of moving forward it's a it's again one of those goals of um when the season's over I don't want to hate you (laughs) I would like it if we were still friends at the end of this it's like by the end of the season I still want to be able I still want to fly with you Mm -hmm. um and then I'm also on an eight-way team um and that's a lot of the same um learning lots of learning okay um we're doing uh we're doing it with uh Keith Connor off of rhythm. Um okay. and that'll be good. That'll it's like there's how much information dump can you get at once from somebody who is that good. Mm-hmm. So Okay. That'll be good. Nice. What kind of advice do you have for anyone that's looking to start in belly disciplines? Um or competing for that matter, who wants to start competing? It's, you know, finding a team is the hardest part. Mm-hmm. Finding a team that has goals, the same as you, is is one of, is like the hardest part, I think. Um, get out there and fly. Like, put yourself out there. Um, you know, do more two-way. Do more three-way. Do more four-way. Like, mm-hmm. do, just do more. Like, get up there and, like, go with people who are better than you. Go with people who are not better than you. Mm-hmm. you you can learn just as much about your flying going with somebody who is a, a rock star as you can going with somebody who has 30 jumps yeah i would say you probably learn more in the in the latter than you do in the former um then the better people can always compensate not necessarily you know because especially if you have that conversation beforehand say yeah. don't compensate like yeah i like, let's figure out what I need to improve on. Mm-hmm. Like, w- what's the hardest thing to do? Fall straight. Do nothing. The hardest thing yeah. to do in four-way is nothing. So, like, get them, get the person who is how much better than you to do nothing. Mm-hmm. 
and you have to fly your spot and that's a tart yeah that is fair that's a fair assessment yeah put yourself out there find talk to people find people who have the same goals as you know that that might not come from the same drop zone okay that you like we were we lucked out doing four of us from the twin cities like we lucked out um like how dan's dan and heather and max have someone from midwest Mm -hmm. um my eight-way team has people from all over the states so we we have to go gather in order to do camps like okay it's you so you might not have you might not have what you are looking for at your home drop zone Mm -hmm. okay that's that's good advice start start seeking uh resources outside of what's you know right in front of you that's that's questions go to go to camps um Mm -hmm. they're uh, both both rhythm and airspeed have tunnel camps that you can sign up as an individual as uh as as two as as a team Mm -hmm. like you can do outside coaching at, at these camps like you can do you can say hey i have these two other people um we want to do some three on one or uh-huh. you can say hey i want to fly this slot but i know that it's going to be cheaper for me if i do like three on one do you have all, two other individuals who would be willing to do that mm-hmm. but like get out there like go to these go to those camps they they post them on facebook they rhythm does um a fair few like four way skill camps yeah, nothing's gonna happen until you you start. You, like you got it, but like you got to take that initiative. You yeah. have you have to, no. It's like don't you can't you can't wait around to be organized. Mm-hmm. That's not how this works. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, if you had one piece of advice for your younger jumper self, what would it be? Um. So you asked this of most people, and yeah. uh, there's I think I I have there's two. One okay. is more general and the other is more skydiving. Okay. Um, the general, if he, she, they, them are not wholly supportive of you and what you are trying to accomplish, are they really worth it? That's fair. Okay. Right. And that can go for anything in life. Yeah. Right? It's like, not just skydiving. Yeah. Right. Are they like, you want to go back to school? And they're just like, are you sure? Yeah. I think you'd be better if you did this other thing. Yeah. If they're not wholly supportive, are are they worth it? Um, yeah. And then uh, for, for skydiving, um, your, your self-worth is not your flying ability. You are, you know, you, how you fly is not ing- indicative of you as a person how other people perceive your flying is not indicative of your of your person like your Mm self-worth isn't based on skydiving Mm -hmm. like you so so what you fucked up that jump okay that doesn't make you less of a person yeah that doesn't make you less of a good person Uh that's fair um that is something that i think uh i struggled with a lot too Mm -hmm. 
like that inner voice saying like, oh, you suck or oh, this is terrible. Like people think you suck. People know right? you're you're terrible. It's like, think about, so doing four-way, there are a lot of weekends that Ryan wasn't out there because uh-huh. he's a busy dude. Like he's got a lot of shit happening. Um, and his, his work schedule does, didn't really lend it. So like if we weren't training, he generally didn't come out. Like we didn't have a very specific purpose. Um, and so me, Brian, and Dan would we either go do three ways or we'd go find somebody younger, younger, mm-hmm. newer, younger, <laughs> or or somebody newer to yeah, four way. Yep. And we'd be like, let's go do some shit. Let's go, we will turn points with you. Like okay. we will put you in a slot that it, you are suited towards, and mm-hmm. we will do a simpler jump, but we're going to go turn points and depending on the person we might even go turn blocks mm-hmm. right we'll do the let's get some movement let's do some stuff we depending on who you are you may or may not get let go of like mm-hmm. we might somebody might hold on to you from point to point but we're gonna we're gonna make yeah. it happen um so there's a lot of it's a lot of that that's great yeah and like but there's a lot of people that we would be like, you want to come do this? And there's so many people, especially people who jump straight into free fly or straight into angles, uh-huh. who like, they're like, no, I'm going to mess it up and you're going to, it's going to be awful and you're not going to, I can't remember all of that. Yes, mm-hmm. you can. Yes, yeah. you can. Come on. It's three or four points. We're going to, we'll, we'll talk you through it on the ground. Mm-hmm. We'll walk through it. When we get out to the loading area, we're going to be those nerds that walk through it again. Like, and even if you fuck it up, who cares? Yep. Right? Like, mm-hmm. when I'm in the tunnel and I'm doing either either doing ballet or I, because I am doing some free fly coaching um, or being being coached in free fly. Right? <laughs> I, am not coach, I am not coaching anybody. Shit. You are um, paying for coaching. Got it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> when I am receiving free fly coaching. There we go. Yeah. Um, my main goal is, did I not get hurt? Did I hurt, like, did I not hurt myself? Did I not hurt my instructor? Did I not hurt my teammates? Like, mm-hmm. like really, it's a, I didn't kick you in the balls. This was a good session. Um, <laughs> and then after that, is it, did I have fun? Did I learn? Mm-hmm. Um, there are points in time, like, watching my footage specifically of, like, my free fly stuff, mm-hmm. I... <sighs> I make really stupid faces in the tunnel. <laughs> really stupid faces. No matter what I'm doing. Yeah. Like, the faces. Like, Paul up in Minneapolis would remark on it. Megan's yeah. remarked on it. Like, Chris, Airspeed Chris, Chris Coleman has remarked on it. When there's people who, like, when they're here or like, they know I'm going to be out of tunnel, they're like, if they're around, they're like, I'm going to come watch because you are fucking hilarious. To just <laughs> your face. It's just funny. I like, there are times, there have been times where like doing, because I'm getting coaching from Brendan, right? Mm-hmm. There are times where he can, like, you can see it in his face where he's also laughing and then he's just like, no, we're going to do this other thing because I just yeah. can't control myself to the point to keep doing what we were supposed to be doing he's just like okay yeah <laughs> moving on because yep. moving on um so so to bring it back around really quick though like in terms of like 
like in terms of advice for younger jumper self, like, so you, Mm -hmm. you left off on, um, not being so hard on yourself, like not so being so, you know, like your, your failures are, do not define you as a person, you know, imposter syndrome a little bit. Like, yeah, that is super real for a lot of people. I think a lot of people probably don't talk about it. You know, I have it in everything, right. I have it in my job. I have it in skydiving. I have it in four way. I have it. And all of these things um honestly knitting is probably uh, the only thing that i am so so confident in myself with that's nice it's nice to have something that that yeah. you're like unequivocally i know I'm this good is at this. mine i know uh, i'm good at this yeah yeah intrinsically i know that i am a good skydiver and that i know i am a good four-way flyer and but I also am just like, I could be someone better. Everyone else is better. I could be better. Why can't I be better? Yep. Time and money. Time and money. Yep. That's why That's why the best of the best are the best. And that's why we are who we are. Oh, dog. Yeah, he's right there. Look at, oh, look at those big ears. Look at those big ears. Um, all right. You want to play a game really quick? You want to try? Game. What kind of what kind of game? We'll play twenty questions. You ready? Oof. Yeah. Okay. So here are the rules. Okay. I am a specific item, skydiving related. Okay. It's not going to be one of those things that could be on a drop zone, but doesn't necessarily belong on a drop zone. It is something directly related to flying and to skydiving. Um, I will say this too as well. The one I've chosen today could be found at the tunnel or at the drop zone. It is interchangeable. I've seen that. Huh? I've seen this particular object or these this particular thing um in both places. So we definitely know that it can go there. You have 20 questions to try and figure out what I am at jump nu- or at not jump in number 10. At clue number 10, if you want a clue, I will give you a clue. Okay. You want, you want to play? We'll see. Let's All go. Right. All right. Well, let's do it. Whenever you're ready. I will say. That broad questions to begin with eliminates a lot of stuff. If you go very specific to begin with, it's really, really hard to like. So like, you know, is it safety related? No. But like, so safety, right? That that it rolls out what? Helmets and, and RSLs. And I would think so it rolls you- out goggles. I mean, safety stuff is like, and remember, it could be anything on the drop zone anything at the tunnel it could be anything i'm not going to pick something i know you don't know so i'm not going to do that like a tunnel related thing that's like you wouldn't know right but, um but it could literally be anything literally yeah i think one mm-hmm. of them like I- i've done a few of these in the past uh already and i think one of them was like the aerial on the wall one of them somebody else did one for me and they picked like an audible um some people have done uh there's some of the other ones I've done. Let me look at the list huh. really quick. Uh, so 20 questions list. Um, I know I did like a packing tool at one point. I did a packing weight at one point too as well. Um, yeah, I did the sim for somebody too as well. So like it could be anything on the drop zone. Anything. I haven't played 20 questions since like car rides as a kid yeah like family vacation and see what's nice about this particular 
this particular activity is that whoever is listening can also play along and be like, well, what mm-hmm. the fuck is it? You know? So yeah. Hmm. yeah. 20 questions. Hmm. Do you wear it? Yes. That really like narrows it down, doesn't it? <laughs> does does everyone use this? No. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's going to be a lot of long pauses. Yeah, it's all right. Is it for, like, when you're wearing it, is it you, are you, are you flying? Like, do you use it while you are flying your body? Be more specific as in like, as in like, when you're in the wind. Yeah. Like, you're in the tunnel or you're in the, in, like, in free fall. Okay. Are you wearing it? Yes. I'm also going to take off my sweatshirt, though. Yeah, 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 you do. Could it be made by an amateur? Theoretically, yeah. yeah. Theoretically? Yeah, yeah, it could. Yeah. I'm going to hold on to that theoretically. It would not be easy, <laughs> I guess. Like, I don't think it would be very easy. But yes, theoretically, it could be. Yeah. That was kind of a lot of information there. <laughs> uh-huh. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is it for a specific body part? Yes. Is it on the lower half of your body? No. <laughs> how many how many questions is that? That is seven. You're at seven right now. Is it gloves? No, but that's a pretty good, it's a pretty good uh it's a pretty good guess. It's not it though. Because like some people wear them in the sky and some people wear yep. them in the tunnel, and some people You're don't right. either. Yep. <sighs> is it a buff? Nope. Hmm. Also very good. Also very good question. But no. Because so they think about like how it'd be difficult for an amateur to, to make. Yeah. Like I I don't know much about this particular area, but I think I could probably make it. But I mean, I am very much an amateur. I am not a professional in any of this stuff. So on the upper half of your body. It is on the upper half of your body, yes. From hips up. From hips up. Hips up. <laughs> I would bet money there's a couple of people screaming right now. That's what it is. Yeah. They can, they can suck it. Is it gender specific? no so it's not a bra nope it's not a bra that's that's a that's not skydiving related though you oh know? um you could you some could of us find would disagree it, yeah well yeah you could wear you could find it at the tunnel you will find it in skydiving outdoors you are at 12 do you want a clue i do okay uh you wouldn't use it on every skydive Here's another one. All right. Here's another one. I've never used one. I've never never used it. I've never used one. (laughs) For me personally, I've never used one. That's (laughs) for what that's worth. I I would guess too that you've probably never used one. I don't know for sure. So take that with a grain of salt. When you get to 15 questions, I'll give you another clue. 
<laughs> Three away. And I'm sure there's people out there that are like, how can you not know this? I, I would bet that the people that the people that use it are like, they <laughs> freaking out right now. <laughs> Is it something used by more people who work in the sport? No. Not that I've seen. No. Like now I'm going through things as like that people wear that we don't wear that mm-hmm. it'd be hard for an amateur to make. I mean that one's subjective because like it depends on what you think is an amateur. Like I would say I'm an amateur and I would have a difficult time making this. Um I know I would have a hard time making this. Uh it would take me a while. Um I don't know if it would take you a hard a long time though, like given given your background. So I don't know. So that was a kind of a subjective question, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't think I've used it? I don't think so. I don't know why you would need to. I've seen you fly on your belly. I don't know why you would need it. Ooh, that's a good, <laughs> that's a good clue. That's a good clue right there. I've seen you fly. I don't know why you would need it. That for sure is gonna make a handful of people listening be like, oh my God. <laughs> It's not a weight belt, is it? Give me a go. Good I job. wear a weight belt on almost every jump. Oh my god! Well, that's well. Now I'm now I feel stupid. I didn't know that for cinnamon rolls. No, Dan and Ryan. Dan and Ryan didn't wear weight belts. Brian. Oh and my I, god! In the sky, Brian wore six, and <laughs> I wore eight. And in the tunnel, I think the same. But like, I wore I, I wear dumb. weight belt for almost every jump. Now I feel dumb. I don't think I've ever seen you. Do you wear it in the tunnel? Yeah. Oh. Well, I'm just keenly observing. Like I'm unobservation. Wow. I Good mean, job, Sam. How much? How much time did you? How much time did you watch us do it when I when I wore a black suit? Long because it's black. Long time. Because it's. I black. mean, but you guys don't wear them on the outside. You wear them underneath. So maybe that's why I didn't notice it. Yeah. Right. Uh, when so I wear mine on the outside when in the sky. Yeah, but in the tunnel you wear them. Underneath, but in the tunnel so. I wear it underneath. Yeah. All right. Well, good job, Sam. You fucked that up. Well done. <laughs> yeah. That's probably like, why that took so long. My bad. Out of the last five hundred jumps, I've yeah. worn it for four hundred of them. Whoops. My bad. Oopsies. Should have just kept my big mouth shut. <laughs> Tried yeah, to the, give you clues. Yeah. The because yeah, cinnamon rolls. Like uh... it's most. So there's another thing. Most four way teams two or three out of the four will wear weight because you need your um your fall rate to be as comfortable as possible so you're that's one thing you do not think about because like when you're turning blocks right thinking about fall rate like you're gonna have to think about it in certain blocks but like that's one of the last things you want to have to deal with so yeah i i (laughs) I have never needed to wear one ever, like ever. I've always needed more drag than I do more weight. Um, uh, even when I was first starting out, like as a like 110 pound person, like I could bend in half and I had no problem arching with like ease. Now it's a little different because I'm older and my back is shot and like, you know, been doing all this hard work for so long. So everything is a little out of proportion, but I've put on more weight. So it's not as necessary. Well, you made Dan learn how to fly in his belly really, really fast. Yeah. And yeah. he had to unlearn a lot of that. <laughs> so, like, you had him 
flying on its belly at what 76 in Minneapolis yep as a team we flew at 71 72 Mm -hmm. the the big thing for that was like he was trying to get into uh free flying right Mm -hmm. and so everything speeds up when you're free flying when you're on your back generally speaking like it's nicer to have a slightly higher wind speed like on your back so if you can fly at like 74 75 on your belly then like you're you're kind of golden so that we can start working on like the beginning of sit 71 72 for like his body type you know in in the tunnel learning how to sit fly like it just wasn't going to cut it so to make sure like so that he had a little extra wiggle room and making sure he was capable of flying on his back and on his belly at those speeds in case he were to cork out and do the wrong thing. Like he could recover easily. And it wasn't like he was, you know, losing his mind or, or unsafe at any point. So that's why that happened, but totally understandable why we had to take it down a little bit or why you guys had to take it down a little bit after the fact. Uh, Yeah. So he learned how to fly a lot slower and Brian and I were weight. Good job, Sam. Nailed it. <laughs> that being said, Mary, thank you so much for spending your time here, for you being here on this project with me. Like, I know it was a little leery to begin with when I approached yeah. you months and months ago. And um, I was like, as, I don't know. Yeah. As, as a lot of people are like, uh, I would say it's 50, 50, um, 50% of people are pretty good with it right off the bat. Like, yeah, it sounds fun. And then 50% of people are like, I don't really know how I feel about talking about myself, mm. you know, or talking in this format. Um, So like, I know it can be weird, which means like, which just means like, I'm way more appreciative of the fact that like you said yes, and you're willing to be here. Like, um, I know it can be overwhelming and crazy. So thank you. Appreciate it. You got it, dude. That being said, we're gonna we're gonna finish it there. We're gonna leave it there. Uh, thanks so much, everybody, for listening. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to me and Mary. Uh, be safe. Have fun. Who's guys? <laughs>